What's up, everybody? DMP Volume 15. Today is April the 27th. And uh, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. We're uh, not to be a basic bitch, but we're in we're in birthday week now. We're turning turn 30 in T minus two days. So, you know, trying to get in the birthday spirit, shake this uh, COVID kind of uh, environment and, and get excited about something. How are you? Yeah, I'm hanging in there, man. It's uh, it's warm out. We uh we're turning the tides on the windy, cold weather. Um, so I, I cannot complain about anything else. Um, what are you most excited for turning into the world of the 30s? Man, I'm already old and washed, and <laughs> there's not a whole lot going for me that's going up. But uh, just excited to see some friends and family now that I'm fully fully vaxxed uh still going to be safe at obviously but just uh looking forward to seeing some folks that maybe i haven't seen in a while do a little bit okay. of celebrating a little bit of boozing you want to tell the people what uh what's on the list for maddie's bre- uh, birthday dinner oh man uh well uh the old the old girlfriend and, and my folks are gonna accompany me to kakari on thursday Ooh. night for for a nice birthday dinner and of course i called ahead to see what would be on the spit uh, i believe they said that they're only doing it on weekends now because of covid which is a bummer so nothing will be roasting on the fire but there will still be a fire meal gotta get the zucchini cakes just gonna say that oh i haven't tried that yet fuck yeah they're very good (laughs) okay i love it i think last time Uh, i went i got some sort of galamar but we'll have to do the zucchini cakes this time i love it um well if you see him in the streets Wish uh wish our boy a happy 30th birthday. Um yeah, I know I'll be celebrating your day of birth. Um, but it's more somber news. We wanted to kick things off and um, you know, another uh RIP. Uh so for those who don't know, um a 19-year-old, uh Terrence Clark, uh he uh passed away this past weekend in a car accident. Um, not a lot of people know who Terrence Clark was. He was a um highly recruited uh player for kentucky basketball um projected first round pick um the day before he passed away he signed with clutch sports which is uh lebron's sports group um and yeah just a just a sad i would say just i don't know i i'm still speechless at it like i can't think of a more tragic event for like the NBA world in this sense of like, since like the first thing that came to mind was like Len Bias. Like I was just going to say, same here. First thing that sparked my mind was Len Bias ODing draft night. Yeah. And, and it's one this of those stories where it's like, the more you read, the sadder it gets. Like he's from Boston. So you don't know of a lot of basketball players come out of Boston. So we had that star putting Boston on the map. Um, he only played a few games at Kentucky. He was out with an injury for most of the year. Um, but just a good kid had a lot of ties with the Celtics. Um, and yeah, man, it's a shame. He was, you know, the Wikipedia says in the report that he was just driving, driving fast, ran a red light, got T-boned. And it's just, it's just a reminder, man, that, uh, that life is short. So, um, had to, you know, give a nod to, to, to Terrence. I don't know. Every time you see that, uh, you know, born and, and deceased timeline the 2000 zones always hit me like it's 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 yeah, absurd hard, to see someone born in 2000 
Um, so, so rest in peace, Terrence Clark. Um, prayers to his family and all the people in the circle. Yeah, man, gone way too soon. Um, like you mentioned, he was in LA signing with a sports agent, ready to kick off his what he thought was going to be a long, illustrious career. Um, and bummer too is that behind him, the car behind him was his teammate, I think roommate and best friend, BJ Boston, who also uh, played at Kentucky. And I think he's declaring for the draft as well, right? Yeah, he's projected late lottery, I'd say. Um, yeah, and, and I believe he also signed with Clutch Sports. Uh, they yeah, were kind of so just hanging around LA together and he was right behind the car behind him when he got in the accident and died and he had to watch his friend pretty much um, die. So he's physically fine. Uh, he didn't get hurt in any of the, his car didn't get in an accident, but I couldn't imagine being in a car behind you or any of our other buddies at 19 years old and having to watch that. So I'm hoping he's able to get through that and, you know, have, have more mental health um, than anything. Yeah. That's such a point of like, yeah, that's going to be, yeah, I'm, I'm now rooting all the way for, for BJ Boston to have a successful career. Not said, wasn't a fan before, but right. it's just, just another reminder, man. Like you just, you never know. So, um, you know, rest in peace, Terrence, prayer for, for Brandon Boston, prayer for his family. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. I feel like we keep opening episodes with, with tough news over the last couple of weeks, but I know, I know. As basketball fans, as college basketball fans, we sort of have to continue to, to give some homage to the to those who who leave the game. So, yeah, it wouldn't be right if we didn't touch on it. So, like you said, R.I.P. and prayers go out to B.J. Boston. Hopefully, he's doing all right. Um. So, so moving on to to the the bulk of this episode, uh, us barrier folks, we got a big draft coming this week for the uh, for the San Francisco 49ers. So, we're gonna spend a lot of this time doing a little draft preview for you guys. Um, so just sort of recap and, and put into context the Niners situation. Um, so this Thursday, they'll be drafting third overall is their first pick. Um, they traded what two spots or two first rounders to, to move up a few spots from like what, 12 to three. Yeah, um, I want to say they traded a couple first, a second, maybe, uh, one or two more picks. I forget, but it was a haul. It was a haul to move up nine spots. Yeah, so they got it from Houston by way of Miami, I want to say. Um, sort of other way around. One of the two. Other way around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was part um, of the Laramie Tunsil trade. There it is. <laughs> Houston just being fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> Hello, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> but so the Niners pick nine times throughout this draft. They go third, uh, 43rd, 102nd, 117, 155, 172, 180, and 194, and then 230. So a lot of picks. I expect a little bit of movement in the back end, but the bulk of this is uh, centered around why they move up and who are they going to draft at number three. Um, mocks all point to most recent news point to none other than um, the people's champ, Mac Jones, uh, quarterback from Alabama. Matt, what do you think about Michael McCorkle Jones? <laughs> uh <laughs> Like we've described about a, a bunch of other people on this show, mainly golfers, he's got a country club face that you kind of just want to smush. Um, he's it's, it's tough to get excited about a quarterback like this when you, 
me, like every other fan, has been pouring through the internet, pouring through these scouting reports. And most of the ones that I've been reading have been saying that he, at best, will be a game manager in the league. And it just seems ludicrous to package all these picks, trade to move up to get this guy at number three. And I hope I'm wrong. I want to trust in Shanny and uh, Lynch. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's a good chance that he'll be a, a pretty good quarterback. But when you've got Justin Fields right there, when you've got Trey Lance right there, it's kind of tough to uh, to settle that this is going to be our guy, especially when he, everybody points to Trey Lance not playing this past year. But Mac Jones only has one year under his belt as a starter. Granted, it was this past year, but this was also a COVID year. I mean, I'm, a lot of these players didn't play. A lot of these people were in and out of the lineup when he was succeeding. So I know I'm being pessimistic. That's kind of the way I am as a sports fan. I'm hoping that uh, it's going to work out. I'm going to put all my trust in Kyle. He hasn't really let us down too much yet. So we're just going to have to ride it out. Yeah, I, uh, I feel like up until the draft talk started, everybody was like, Zach Wilson, and then he slipped. Uh, he moved up to the second overall pick, which is pretty much a lock. The first two, with uh, Trevor Lawrence and Wilson, respectively. I thought um, Justin Fields was a lock, um, but as always, they're digging a lot of holes, finding a lot of holes in, in black quarterbacks. I'd say, um, and so when I was looking at a lot of stuff, and in and, and no way am I a quarterback whisperer. Um, the biggest takeaways I had about Mac Jones is like. He had two first-round draft pick wide receivers. One won the Heisman and Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle. Um, not to best say the back. Niners – and the best running back in Najee Harris. Not to say that the Niners don't have good receivers, including uh, George Kittle. But that's a – you watch the highlights, and obviously highlights are going to show, like, touchdowns in good place. But, like, these receivers are so fucking good. Like, they are burning – Missouri's defensive backs. They are, you know, getting off the line with fucking Kentucky. Like, I don't know who they played this whole season, but like SEC college level defensive backs, of course they're going to get open. They're easy looks. Um, so like I, I'm on the side of like his stats. Uh, I mean, impressive stats. And I think people are jumping so, a little too into the stats. What was it? 41 his stats for this year. Yeah. He threw for 4,500 yards at a 77% completion, uh, completion percentage, 41 touchdowns and only four picks. So the stat line does look good, but as you just mentioned, a lot of his highlights are him just kind of tossing the ball up and his receivers either getting space or making a play. And I know we're kind of nitpicking at this point because everybody's got to make a play at some point, but it seemed like the game was made a lot easier for Mac Jones. Right. And so the only thing I'm thinking of is like, and this is some of the, positive spins on him is like they're in a position uh personnel wise the Niners where they need sort of a, a splash and a short and like a, a an immediate splash and you have more of a risk in a longer term play with Trey Lance um I don't know what the negatives on Justin Fields are enough to say he's not a you could plug him in this year um but I think people are seeing the like decisions that Mac Jones is making and saying he's very similar in the pocket presence to Garoppolo, but with more accuracy. And if that worked two years ago, it can work here. I don't know. I, it, 
it scares me because this is one where you traded up a lot for it. I don't think anybody's like, I love Mac Jones. And as the days go by, it's more and more saying we're going to draft Mac Jones. And it is frustrating. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> it's frustrating. frustrating. And I'm on the side where I didn't watch a whole lot of college football this past year. It seems to be kind of me every year. And then the draft rolls around, especially when my team has a number three pick. They're supposed to be picking the franchise quarterback of the future. I'm pouring into YouTube. I'm pouring into all these highlights and these scouting reports. And the one that I was reading today um, was a little bit concerning because the player comparisons that they gave for uh, Mac Jones, and I've heard different ones from a bunch of different people. Uh, Pete Schrager from ESPN said that he's got the floor of a Kirk Cousins and the ceiling of a Drew Brees. I don't know how much the ceiling That's is true. Insane. It makes total sense for the floor because Kyle Shanahan is in love with Kirk Cousins and is on the record saying that if he could have signed him uh, back when he was a free agent to the Niners, he absolutely would have. Um, but the player comparisons that I'm reading on this website of Mac Jones are, uh, I think Jones could end up being a similar quarterback to Matt Barkley in the NFL. Yeah. Some, some team sources agreed with the Barkley comparisons. Others said a shorter AJ McCarron. Literally, so there's you, a reason why Alabama doesn't get first round draft picks at quarterback outside of Tua. Right. And when you're when you're playing McElroy's <laughs> are Matt Barkley and AJ McCarron. And forgive me if I'm wrong, I'm assuming neither are in the league anymore. And if they are, they're absolutely backups. I think Barkley, Barkley was a not. backup last year. No. McCarron. They're backups. Like they're they're right. backups when they're they're not two quarterbacks get hurt. Yeah, they're not number three overall pick worthy, and that's the whole the only thing that grinding my gears here. I understand that Shanahan has his system and he's pretty much able to plug anybody in there. So why do you trade up to number three to pick somebody who is pretty much a, a game manager with no arm strength? Right. I guess you can like it's 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 trusting the system and if you look at you know if they can make nick mullins look solid like all he has to do is have strong pocket presence make the right throw and right. the scheme like shanahan's gonna scheme the right people and it's not like he has a system where he needs a deep ball so like i get that i just feel like you can get that plus more with the more I look into it, Trey Lance and, and and Justin Fields. I think Trey Lance is like the second is the one that I'm like leaning more most towards. Um, he's got the size, he's got the legs. Um, he's definitely more of a project. You said him. Um, like call me crazy. I still think a healthy Jimmy can figure it out this year. Um, I don't think it's worth wasting a third overall pick and the capital you traded for it on on Mac Jones. I just, I just yeah, you're not crazy I, at all. <laughs> and that's the part where I'm pretty infatuated and leaning towards Trey Jones, just, or excuse me, Trey Lance, because you do have Jimmy on the team and he is healthy right now. So in my mind, why don't you take a shot at this young kid who can stretch the field with his legs? He's got the arm strength. He makes plays. And you let him sit behind Jimmy for whatever it is, a year, two years, if Jimmy can last that long, and then put him into the fold. That would that would be a much more enticing plan to me rather than drafting Mac Jones. And 
everything you hear from Kyle Shanahan and all the interviews is we want to be able to get a starting quarterback that can come in and play this year. So he's really looking to see if Mac Jones, when he gets him in the system, if he can get him out there sooner rather than later, which scares me. I think that's such an insane approach. (laughs) Yeah. Like that's what you do. If you're like a shitty team, you do that. If you have no other option, I don't think you do that. If when healthy, you're a contender for the division, if not for the Super Bowl. Like, um, and to take that, to make that jump, I just, he hasn't done enough. And it's, it's the people who are usually wrong with their predictions on players are like the ones who are raving about Mac Jones, comparing him to like the closest one I see is like Matt Ryan. I've heard Drew Brees. Um, a lot of people are saying Matt Ryan and it's, I don't know. I just think when you put a college quarterback who wasn't good enough to, to beat out the other quarterbacks in his place the year before, and then it's thrown into a Heisen receiver, another first round receiver has a top tier running back and a great, as always offensive line. It's like, you can plug in anybody there and they would complete ball. They complete passes at a high percentage. They won't throw a lot of picks. Like these people are wide open. Like Devonte Smith's footwork is insane. Of course, he's going to get off the line and, and create a space against some 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 random defensive back at Texas A and M. So I don't know. The one thing I'll say in in defense of uh, of Mac Jones here is just as I've been kind of grinding a lot of tape about him, I've been watching a lot of Trey Lance footage as well, and he does he did play in the FCS, and every single ball that he threw the receiver was wide open. Yeah. Pretty much everything was out of the play action. And even the announcer, I was like listening to the highlights, a wide open, open receiver over the middle. He's <laughs> yeah. wide open in the corner of the end zone. Everything was wide open. And yeah. it, obviously he's not playing against the level of talent that he's going to see in the NFL. But from the things that you do see with, with him extending plays with his legs and just playmaking ability, that's way more enticing to me than somebody who's just going to kind of toss a, a soft little ball up to a, a number one and number two receiver in college football. Right. And it's the question is like, could you have gotten, if you're, if Mac Jones is your guy, like, could you have gotten him later? Like, did you have to make it? Just, it's, it's flashbacks at Trubisky when the, when the bears uh, traded the house, <laughs> the, the, the bears moved up to draft Trubisky. And it's like, I'm sure if you needed to, you could have, sat on the hall to get Mac Jones if that was your guy. Um, yeah. And just to throw fuel in the fire, like you got Shanahan yesterday just being like answering a question with, well, I don't know who's going to be alive on Sunday, so I can't tell you. It's just like, dude. Yeah, he's, he's what, being What coy. secrets are you hiding? It, it, you've got the third pick. The, the first two are chalk. There's no other secrets that you need to be playing. It's – yeah. It, I mean – his his best uh, his best buddy his uh, tattoo twin Chris Sims is running around saying that Mac Jones is the pick. Chris Sims in his mock draft has Justin Fields, I think, going thirty one overall. Last pick in the first round. Yeah, so he is looked at by some, I guess, as kind of a quarterback whisperer guru. That's what he does. Um, What's and- his track record, by the way? Do you know his track record on predictions? <laughs> uh, I feel well, like he was one was- of the guys who'd be like. Cam Newton's not that good. Go blink out or, or Jake Locker. <laughs> so it's funny because he actually addressed this. I was watching some footage of him 
talking, I think either yesterday or today on some podcast he did. Um, and he's like, I'm getting people calling me a racist for, uh, for having Mac Jones above um, Justin Fields. And he's like, if you look back, I was the one that was saying Lamar Jackson's going to be good. I was the one saying that uh, Kyler Murray's going to be good. So, I mean, I, I didn't go back and do the research to verify, but I mean, he claims that, that he's in on these guys that are mobile quarterbacks. He just doesn't really see it um, with Justin Fields. He thinks there's too much wrong with his mechanics. I guess he, he kind of goes through his reads slow. So I don't know. Yeah. I, no one's, no one knows. I, I would say like, it just sucks because I guess it's good that like Trey Lance is getting all this rap, but it's like, it just sucks how once people really dive into to drafting or the quarterback field for drafts, it's just like, why aren't people, if we're going to talk about just, you know, he's, he's not really into football or he doesn't really have that like killer mentality. And it's like, Mac Jones has got a DUI. He is, you know, two DUIs to be pretty sure he's got two of them things. And like, it's, I don't, I don't, I try not to judge people. Getting one, I get it. You fucked up. Getting two DUIs is reckless behavior. Yeah, and I don't know if that's what I want from a starting quarterback. Yeah, correct. About you or anyone else's life. He just it. I think people are hoping to continue to find quarterbacks that are like your unathletic Brady's that and just rely on accuracy. And the game is moving, in my opinion, away from that. Just given the the quarterback field today, and I think if you want to sort of play with the times, like. Trey Lance is probably your best guy, but I get it. If you're trying to play your player system, um, I just, it, I don't, I haven't met someone who's like big on high on Mac Jones. Who's also a Niners fan. So Thursday. I haven't either. Yeah. There it's a, it's a small majority. I think There's not too many people out there. Um, but his middle name is also McCorkle. So that's going to be a fun t-shirt just to say McCorkle. Yeah, true. Uh, the one thing I will say is that the, the three quarterbacks kind of that we do have to choose from all have good names. And I'm a big believer in you got to have a good name to be good in the league. And when 100%. you've got Mac Jones, Trey Lance, and Justin Fields to choose from, as far as the names go, you can't really lose with those three. Yeah, I I firm believer in that as well. If you have a, if you have a cool name, if you are kind of cool, you're going to be good big name guy and there's a few that I'll, I'll that we'll probably bring up later that i that i've seen in some uh some mock drafts where would not be upset if that's who the niners ended up with great names usually are easy to root for uh so on that note we can kind of spend more time on what the niners needs and things like that before jumping into just like the draft overall sure. um so what do you what are you saying what do you think the niners needs with are with all these picks like you said, obviously, number three, they're going with the quarterback. Um, but they've got a second-round pick, a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick, three fives. I'm assuming they're going to be packaging some picks to move up, get whoever they fell in love with. But um, I think the main needs are going to be they're going to have to at least draft probably one corner or somebody in the secondary. Uh, Richard Sherman's gone. They're bringing back Verrett, who I love and played great last year. But Verrett also has a nasty injury track record. So mm-hmm. going to at least need probably one guy um, back in the cornerback room. Uh, D-line, I think they're probably going to have to probably take somebody on the D-line somewhat early, uh, especially somebody who can rush the passer uh, and get to the quarterback. 
And um, everything that I've been reading is saying that the Niners really want another uh, pass catching tight end. So obviously we have Kittle, probably the best tight end in the league. But uh, behind him, we got Ross Dwelly and uh, Warner, who are, for the most part, kind of blocking tight ends. They're, they're not really out there to make a play and, and catch balls and, and catch and run. So if they can find somebody in the mid to late rounds, like a, a pass-catching tight end, I think that would be something to look for as well. What do you think? Yeah. Look at a few mocks. Um, the first one they pick, I think it's pretty apparent that their first need should be defensive back. Um, yep. I, I think that's where they go. Number two, um, this mock has a few traits where they pretty much package their, um, their third, one of their fifths and their seventh to move up for the 80 slot and get, um, I think one thing you mentioned is offensive line. I think they, uh, always good to, to beef up the interior line. Um, they, this, this draft have them trading up to get, um, Kendrick green from Illinois. Um, Ooh, I like yeah, that. so don't know it. I could not evaluate a, a, an offensive lineman to save my life outside of Ryan. He's a great <laughs> offensive lineman, best in the world. Yeah, sh- shout out Ryan now. Um, but I think, yeah, the you mentioned tight end. I saw a dude from uh from uh from Notre Dame being the guy, Tommy Tremble. He's a yes. jack of all trades, if you will. Um, I agree. I think the league is moving to having like strong tight ends. Obviously, with Kyle Pitts projected to go fourth overall, um, we saw a lot of success with those types of players. Um, we lost Jordan Reed, so we he's lost not Jordan coming Reed, back. and he had success last year. So, um, yeah, my big thing is like beef up interior line, defensive back, and a tight end. Um, and Absolutely. I think they have enough picks. I expect some movement as well. Like they said, like a lot of mocks have them. I feel like when you have five picks or three picks in one round, you're usually going to package most of those. (laughs) Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of movement going around. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. Anytime you can beef up the offensive line, I'm absolutely with that. I'm never mad at spending second round, third round pick on a offensive lineman. So I definitely hope that happens looking at a mock here. And one of them has us in one of the later rounds uh, taking a DB from Syracuse named Trill Williams. Would not be that mad has to that. be fake. That has to be fake. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen him play a snap. Didn't watch Syracuse whatsoever this year. But if you're Trill Williams, you can play on the Niners, and I'll be totally fine with it. I feel like we're at this age or this point of our life where, like, kids that are getting onto the scene, especially sports wise, like those ones have parents who have given them like funny ass names, like Absolutely. you have like. Trill Williams. There's that one kid who's just about to get into college named the coldest. Um, yes. It's, <laughs> it's D apostrophe, right? Yeah. It's the coldest, uh, his <laughs> last name, but it is, it's such a LSA Johnson in the NBA. Yeah. Just to see a name, first name Trill. It just brings joy. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. Another one I saw was, uh, which we also didn't say, but the Niners could use another receiver after losing Kendrick Bourne. Um, mm-hmm. Picking up somebody in the slot would be nice. One of these mocks have us taken a receiver from USC, Amon Ross St. Brown. Strong name. Can't Another get mad at USC receiver. Very strong name. Yeah, exactly. I just always think of Mike Williams. I always think of Dwayne Jarrett. So if you give me a 5'11 receiver from USC with the last name St. Brown, I'm all in. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's going to be an eventful, eventful weekend for the Niners drafting. 
Um, overall in the draft, any uh, any sleepers, just general player wise, that you got to call out? Niners aside. Um, uh, you know what? Not off the top of my head. Do you have anybody? Yeah. So just to for fun, just for uh, to continue to beat a dead horse, the Niner or the the Crimson Tide have two wide receivers projected in the top ten or top eleven, if you will. Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith. Mac Jones threw the both of them. So, <laughs> uh, but no, I got to go with my guy, Pinay Sewell um, from Oregon. Oh, Oregon. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, it's funny. He's projected like back end of the top 10. Um, he's, you know, if it wasn't for the bottom half of the league needing the quarterback, he should be a top three pick. Um, but he'll be the first offensive lineman off the board, right? No question. 100%. Yeah. By a mile. But yep. I'm just excited to see him hopefully not go to the Niners or still Lions. I would love to see him go to <laughs> a, a, a more per, like team with poten- a, a better team with potential, but a prosperous franchise. <laughs> like I hope the Bengals get him at five. He's kind of in a mix mock wise mm-hmm. at the five spot or the seven spot. But just don't go to the Lions. I don't want him to be on the team biting off kneecaps and shit. Um, <laughs> that would actually be sick if he ended up in Cincinnati beefing up the O-line, protect Joe Burrow. That would be yeah. a really, really cool fit. Yeah, but I'm excited to see Jamar Chase. He's fucking nasty. He's the uh, other guys projected to go five to Cincinnati. Yep. It's funny that you have a Heisman winning uh, wide receiver getting projected after a different receiver, but – Jamar Chase could have been a top 10 pick last year and came back. He is fucking nasty. So he is. It should be a, also, good, should be a, a good draft. There's a couple um, sons of NFL players in this draft too, isn't there? The one that caught me that made me feel really old was Asante Samuel Jr. <laughs> That's what I was talking about. <laughs> yep. Who are the other ones? Um, I could be wrong, but uh, the Bama corner. Patrick Sertain was his, mm. did his pops play in the league? Ah, oh, boy, uh, I could be wrong. I don't know. You're probably right. <laughs> For the sake of this, we're definitely just say he did. Yeah, everybody knows Johnny Sertain. He's my favorite player back in the day. Yeah, his uh, yeah, his dad Pat Sertain or Sertain played um. From '98 to '08, played for the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Was a pretty good. Yeah, it was a corner. So, like you said, <laughs> it makes us feel pretty old. Guys that we were playing uh, playing on with the video game and, and watching the NFL, and now their their sons are old enough to get drafted in the league. I love it. Circle so of we'll, life. We'll uh, we'll wrap it up with just one request for you listeners: if you can, and if you're a fan, sell us on Mac Jones because we're trying to do this to you guys. We're trying to give you guys a little insight as to why the Niners are doing this. Um, clearly, we can't find enough positives for Mac Jones. Um, right. But for all you so, lovers of accurate quarterbacks, please give us a shout. Yeah, and I'll just read off some of the strengths that <clears throat> that are listed on this, this scouting report that I was reading. And it's kind of the stuff you want to see, obviously. They're listing out intelligence, which – Kyle Shanahan has talked about these ran through He's white. a bunch of give intelligence. To white quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Um, accurate passer, pocket composure, good decision maker, good timing, uh, ability to loft in touch passes, good internal clock, 
So they're kind of, you're right. They're, they're kind of giving him all those attributes that they give to the whites saying that he's smart, saying that he knows how to run the team. First guy in last guy out. Um, but they're literally just saying the, like, let's look at all the missed passes from Jimmy G at the Super Bowl and be like, this guy can make those passes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Kyle's trying to sell us on a ring and he wants to do it his way. Um, but the, so does the one year of him starting at Alabama bother you? No, that doesn't bother me. I think uh, there's plenty of players that have had success in one season. Um, what bothers me is the talent that he had around him. Um, right. And how easy it – like, I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that could have had similar numbers to him in that system with that team and given all the circumstances this past year. Right. I'm seeing a lot of people uh, online and stuff saying – trying to uh in his favor say that oh joe burrow really only played one full year quarterback for uh lsu and, and look how he turned out he did well his rookie year completely yeah, different can, player but he had just jefferson jamar chase but it's not like people are like right. these two guys are heisman or like first round picks or or i guess they kind of were but like the, it wasn't that obvious no one was like picking out of the game out of the system of like or out of the start of like LSU is going to be the top dog. They battle mm-hmm. for these victories. The biggest winner was Alabama, and they had Tua and Devontae and Ruggs, Judy, and, like, they were no one was, stacked. No one was saying, like, let's go for LSU. They kind of proved it. So, like I said, I, I think a, a, a tenured, more veteran quarterback, even though they haven't played a ton, um, Justin Fields in the similar boat. Like, he didn't play much at Georgia, which is why he transferred. Um, right. So the first, the one year doesn't bother me. It's just like, dude, you just had such a fucking killer team with absurd receivers, and it's hard to you if you miss them, you would be getting some slack. Right. So, I am excited to see where. Obviously, we're kind of thinking that we're not going to take Trey Lance. I'm excited to see where he does go. Um, just because I feel like there's a few different teams that. Um, that pick after us that could benefit from that. I don't think there is some talk. Uh, people think Atlanta may take a, a QB in the first round, especially if they trade down. But I have a feeling they're probably going to stay put and take the best tight end in the class. Um, but below them, Cincinnati, they got Joe Burrow. They don't need a quarterback. Uh, after that, it's it's Miami. They've got Tua. Number seven, it's going to be Detroit. Um, they've got Jared Goff. I mean, he's not the quarterback of the future, but I don't know if if they're going to be wanting to take somebody that high and, and have them sit behind Jared Goff. That might not be the best uh, idea. But um, the Panthers at number eight, I feel like I hear a lot of people saying that they the owner wants to take a quarterback there to compete with Darnold and put some pressure on him. Yeah, I. That's interesting. I, I feel like it's a weird move to to ask for a what he's like three years in the league for four years in the league. A mm-hmm. first round quarterback to draft another would have for them to battle. Like, I get it. I feel like Carolina should either. I feel like that that pick's going to get traded. Um, I saw yeah. a lot of mocks where like New England jumps up, Denver jumps up a little bit. Um, I think Chris Sims has the football team, Washington football team jumping up. Um, yeah, I've seen. That I think too. that's where it's going to get. I think that's where it's going to get pretty interesting. 
Uh, I would, I'm, I would love to know where, where I'm excited to see where Trey Lance goes to. I think he's going to be pretty legit. Um, and that's the scariest a- thing to me is that like, I don't, I don't hate Mac Jones. I think that there's better options out there, but if Mac Jones comes in and he's nothing better than Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance ends up in somewhere like new England and <laughs> rips off a couple Super Bowl wins down the, down the road, I'm going to be sick. Yeah. It's just going to, it's just, Leading us to just be sick every time Trey Lance does something. It's going to be not completely similar, but the, the Wiseman Lamella ball stuff. It's that's why you Absolutely. pick high when you fuck up. We're going to remind you of it <laughs> every single time, and that's my biggest. Uh, that's that's what I'm scared of most is just us passing on a talent like him and him proving us and everyone else that <laughs> that he that he's the real deal. You think uh, I've seen some things about Jimmy getting on the move? I feel like it's a hot take, bold prediction, but uh, I started seeing that happens. today because everything that I've saw prior was they want to take a quarterback high, but they like having Jimmy on the team. They know they can win with him if he's healthy. They want to go with Jimmy, and then probably starting today, I think I've started seeing a bunch of rumors saying. Uh, sources believe that the Niners are willing to part ways with Jimmy Garoppolo, like at the draft or shortly after the draft, especially when they get their guy. I don't like that. Jones. <laughs> yeah, and and then what are you left with? Are you left with a quarterback room of Mac Jones, Josh Rosen, and did they get Josh Johnson back? I have no idea. C.J. Beathard, fucking. Now the, him and Nick are gone. I think I don't think we picked them back up. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah. So. What are you going to be left with in this quarterback room? A rookie and no, they still got Beathard and, and Rosen. Rosen, okay, yeah. So both stink. Yeah, not good. Not who you want to be throwing out there when uh, when it really matters. We've proven time and time again you can't win uh, multiple games with with CJ Beathard. Poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> just getting absolutely clobbered out there on the field. Um, but I've. <laughs> right. I've seen a couple of mocks having the Bears trade up to to take Justin uh, Fields. I would love that. I Chicago think the Bears is going to get active to get a quarterback. They have to get a quarterback. They can't just be yeah. rolling out fucking big dick Nick all day. They're just known for having trash quarterbacks. They haven't had a good quarterback since, I guess you could say Jay Cutler, but they didn't really win anything Cut. with smoking Jay. You got to say Cuddy. I mean, I love Jay Cutler, but <laughs> yeah, no, they, didn't, they didn't win shit with Smoke and Jay, but <laughs> right. And then Mitch shit the bed, Mitchy Mitch. So now I feel like it's the time. You got all these QBs in this draft. Jump up, package a few things, and take the guy that's fallen. Last time I had a chance, they passed on a black quarterback. They can't make that mistake this time. It's so, true. Do it. Got to take them. Um, There's a couple QBs that are supposed to fall into the second round that are. Uh, Supposed to be pretty decent too, right? Kellen Mond. Kellen uh, Mond's the one that that I heard the most. Who's the kid from Stanford? A lot of people like him too. Fuck, what's his name? God damn it. Um, uh, bad radio. Cute music. Oh, here we go. He is uh, Davis Mills. Two first names can't trust, or two last names can't trust him. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, good. I'm glad we're not uh, going down that road. But we'll see, man. Draft season's my favorite season. Love NBA draft, but 
can't complain with NFL draft either. The last few, it's kind of a kind of sad besides last year, because it was COVID affected years prior, me and you and a bunch of the fellows usually get together at a Nikki's bar in uh, San Francisco and tape off a section in the back and hammer some wings and watch the draft. One of my favorite uh, pastimes. Yeah. I'll, uh, that was the, the the time we did that was what the, the Bosa year and and the, the Solomon the Thomas, Thomas year the Thomas year yeah so I'm gonna have to eat some wings in that in that honor but um, it should Absolutely. be fun I love picking high in the draft I'm sure we all do um, especially when you have a good team and yeah. um, hope you guys enjoyed our uh, our football talk because we are top tier Big J journalists when it comes to uh, football analysis so. Two great football minds is what they always say when they refer to me and you. Usually around this time, they're saying uh, uh, Al McShay and uh, Matty Kuyper. So yeah. if, if you guys want to refer to us as that, that's fine. Most do. But I, I've turned down three interview slots this week to talk um, mm-hmm. Niners mm-hmm. predictions. Um, but <laughs> just to be just for fun, we are now in the halftime in the halftime we're now halftime for the warriors game they're down 60 to 29 i don't know if you know that matt but yeah it's not looking pretty in a game where they're supposed to if they were to win they would only be two games back in the lost column from the Mavs in the sixth spot they are down 30 points going in a half so um yeah it's uh you win a few you get a little cocky and you get humbled by a team that's a few spots ahead of you so yeah, it looks like Luke is going off. He's got 16 points in 16 minutes. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s got 11 off the bench. And Steph seems to be the only one that wants to put the ball in the hole. 12 points. He's got 12 of our 29 at halftime. Not a good look. This past streak, we've won seven of our last 10. Um, and we've always kind of – not always, but we've started off slow in a handful of those games and were able to close them out. But – you don't really want to get behind early to a team like Dallas with Luka Doncic because they'll just bury you. Yeah, that's that's the biggest point. Like I was watching the, the Mavs play. They're on a back. They come off a back to back last night too, where they played the, the Kings, and they started in a similar position. They're down like twenty to start the game, but because you have Luka, they they came back. So yeah, we're gonna need Steph to put up another forty pointer, and uh, hopefully we can get some. Uh, they went on a twenty five to zero run. That's pretty cool. I'm assuming that's when they took Steph out. Most because... No, it was in the first quarter. Oh, okay. Because yeah, Kel- Kelly's over Kelly's over six uh, with a with a minus twenty nine. Um, Jordan's one for seven. Um, Wiggins is two for seven. So it's 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 not looking good. Um, is that bad? Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but. Hopefully we'll have a bounce back game against the T Wolves on uh, Thursday. They've actually, I think they just beat Utah the other night, who's the number one team in the West. So, yeah. So the Utah Jazz lost the T Wolves, but the T Wolves are are getting some wins. They got D'Lo back, and that means very good things for the Warriors' protected third overall pick from them. So they get a few more wins. The Rockets keep sucking. The Pistons keep blowing. Um, I think right now, I think the odds still stand. We have a 60% chance of getting that pick and retaining it. Um, mm-hmm. 40% chance to get the unprotected in the year prior or the, the next year. So um, I don't know. I think the healthy, the healthy T-Wolves can, can play good basketball. Like 
compete for a playing spot. Um, so it's good to see D'Lo back. I've always been a big fan of his. Um, and me too. If you watched the game last night, um, our defensive player of the year, Locke, Rudy Gobert, had the um, game losing flub, if you will, where he thought he would need to double Colin Anthony Towns 30 feet away from the hoop. D'Lo slipped, got a game winning layup. So Boom. just more highlights to add to his defensive player of the year track record. I really hope he doesn't get it, but he's probably going to get it. Yeah, I hope so too. If you guys haven't been able to tell already, this is probably the number one uh, shit on Rudy Gobert podcast. But well, can't stop, won't stop, you know. Yeah, um, I don't think I, I don't actually. Think no, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but I like this young Minnesota core, like you were saying, with Cat, uh, D'Angelo, and, and Ant Man. And now that they're all back and healthy and starting to click, yeah, I'm hoping they do rip off some wins and we we get that uh, that first round pick. I know Houston. Lost John Wall for the year. They're in last place, so they're going to continue to skid and suck. Um, so they're yep. probably locked in to uh, last place in the league, which is good for us. And if Minnesota continues to win and Oklahoma City continues to play Poku and uh, <laughs> drop these games, I think we got a decent shot at, uh, yeah. at keeping that pick. Yeah, I love it. Um, I don't see Orlando. Games, yep. on the, games left. Um yeah, T Wolves, they're they're making some moves just to kind of give us a better chance to get that spot. So um Pistons are awful. Magic Orlando are awful. stinks. You know, yes. Cle- did you see Cleveland uh last night? Kevin Love just kind of threw the ball in and, and, and walked away without even looking, gave up a turnover and a dunk. Yeah. So what's your take on that? Or it was a three, actually. You want to uh, um, describe some of that what happened? <laughs> yeah, so I only saw the clip on Twitter. I'm wouldn't be caught dead watching a Cavs game if I don't have to. But what it looked like to me was Kevin Love was inbounding the ball underneath the basket. It almost looked like he was throwing it back to the ref, but he just kind of like tossed the ball in. I don't know if he didn't realize that the play was live or just really didn't give a fuck. But uh, the person on the other team stole the ball, hit a three right in his face. And uh, it, it was a bad look, bad look for the Cavs, bad look for Kevin Love. Just uh, didn't look like he cared, didn't look like he was engaged. And I think they tweeted it out afterwards that he had a meeting with whether it was upper management or what have you to kind of hash out what went on. What was crazy is like this is, at least in my knowledge, it's the second time he's done something like this where he, I think it was last season, or maybe when they had John Beeline, which I think was last season, which seems like five years years ago. (laughs) Um, It was pre-COVID. He literally just threw the ball inbounds and sat on the bench. So I was looking into this one, doing some research. So it looks like a play before he kind of tweaked his knee and he was pissed off about not getting a call. And then that was when they were on the offensive end. And then they came down and he, a uh, player on the Rockets put, or Rockets, Raptors put a shot up and he was trying to box out and dude just like pushes him in the back. And I think mm. the combination of the pain knee getting shoved in the back and no calls, he was just fed up. Um and I think I said he sat, like you said, he sat down and apologized to everybody, but it's just crazy how <laughs> he just slaps it in bounds. I don't think he expected it to go in bounds, uh, but he was so pissed he just let it go. Um, yeah. but just the Cavs being Cavs. It's just funny that he's not no one wants him. It sucks. He's past his time. He's got he's been paid way too much money for a trade, and he's gonna let his contract run out and 
Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean, that's what happens when these guys take these max deals and then don't want to play in that city anymore. I mean, what are you expecting to happen? I know that it's the player empowerment era and people kind of dictate where they go, but I hate to tell you, Kevin Love, you're not that guy anymore. You're not going to just be able to snap your fingers and say, I want to play on the Knicks. I want to play on the Nets. Give me to the and, Nets. <laughs> yeah, and he's. I think he's been pretty vocal about he wants to be on the East Coast, and he loves – I think he moved to uh, – I don't know if it was Brooklyn or Manhattan, but it's where he lives in the offseason. And uh, I'm sure he'd love to be on either one of those teams right now, but he's stuck in Cleveland after uh, the whole crew, Kyrie and LeBron, ditched him. Yeah, but I mean, they bought yeah, out he, Drummond. They're not going to buy him out too. So he's he sucks. He's stuck. Yeah, he really is. And I mean, I, I did really enjoy watching Kevin Love play when he was in Minnesota back when he was fat. Kevin Love, uh, not as much now that he's kind of dropped all the weight and just kind of turned into a shooter and a Banana Republic model. Yeah, to name a few things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's just it's kind of what happens. You gotta. You got to eat shit when you, when you sign a, a deal like that and you sign it in Cleveland. Yep. Um, so I got a pretty interesting question for you. Uh, we sure. heard about this recently um, on the fun report and I Ooh. thought it'd be fun to talk about it a little bit. Um, if you had one piece of sports memorabilia, what would it be? Mm. That's a fantastic question. Uh, fun one to think about, obviously there's so many different directions you can go different sports, this and that. Um, but I would probably take one that's near and dear to my heart and was huge for me as like a sports fan when my team really didn't have much to, to give me hope for or root for. And I'm going to go with the blue back brace that Baron Davis wore when he yammed on Andre Kirilenko's head. And I know you said one piece, but I'm going to take the Reeboks too that he did it with. And I'm going to put him in some sort of case, print out a nice photo of him with his forearm and Andre Kirilenko's eye. And that would probably be my, uh, my memorabilia station have the blue back brace with the, I think he probably had on some Reebok above the rims (laughs) And that nice, beautiful, matted and framed photo of him throwing it down on AK-47. Obviously signed to something signed. Of course. Yeah. Sharpie signed the, uh, the blue back brace. <laughs> it's so funny trying to think about like, how about you yourself? pick one piece? It's like, do you want something that's worth something in value or something that's like near and dear to you? To you? Mm-hmm. And for me, two came to mind. One more recent, and that's the headband that Clay wore when he uh, broke the 14 three-pointers in one game. Headband uh, Clay. He just doesn't ever wear a headband. He only wore it because he got a cut on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that would be – that's probably like the like the, the top one for me. Um, just because it's, it's an absurd record. Um, he did it in a yeah. – it's always funny getting like masked Kobe, masked LeBron, headband – clay shit like that so i think that would be <laughs> that combined with some other piece of like whether it's like a jersey or a, something signed by clay thompson i think that would be number one for me hmm. another one that came to mind a little bit more like pandering but obvious would be uh the game six jordan shoes uh was he wearing the uh 14s 
13. Yeah. 14. 14. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be uh, hard shot, too. I think that one is just like a very like classic cliche pick, but yeah, the one, last that, shot. That, the one that came to mind mostly for me was uh, Clay hitting that the 14 threes in a game, rocking the headband, doing his little tongue out celebration. Um, <laughs> maybe it's just because I just miss Clay. Um, they caught him crying this past weekend on the bench. Like I just, I yeah. miss my guy. I miss him too. It must be so tough to be away from the game that like you pretty much identify with and gives you purpose to be away for this long and go through this many injuries where it's unprecedented to see if somebody will ever come back and be the same again. It's tough. Uh, and I just miss how quirky and funny and cool he is. So hoping Clay gets back and gets better soon. Yeah, um, I, I actually do have one more that I just, ooh. just thought of, and it's not sports. Um, it's going to be a music piece of music memorabilia. And I would love to have the jacket that Prince wore uh, <laughs> while he was riding on his bodyguard's back. Um, <laughs> and I think it was, was Michael Jackson on stage at some performance, I think. And Prince was in the crowd and rode up on his, uh, rode up on his bodyguard's back and just gave a nice little guitar solo for all the ladies. So, I think it'd be sick. I think it, it was probably like a purple or sequence jacket, but especially now that he's gone and passed RIP to a legend, I would love to have some sort of Prince memorabilia around the house. It's like a uh, long green. It almost looks like like trench coat. Yep. And he's that riding the on, bill. The, on the back of what looks like it to be George RR Martin as his bodyguard. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? shout out game of thrones i never have mm. seen a picture i mean great i would never imagine to think of what uh old boy's bodyguard would look like but this dude is literally george r martin <laughs> that's <so fucking> funny. <laughs> yeah that's great um, uh r.i.p yeah. prince r.i.p prince um what a hilarious image <laughs> how'd you find that by the way you just know the the concert yeah a long time ago i was just kind of whatever i was doing deep diving on youtube i don't know if i was just watching old i, I like to watch old prince performances just because he was a live wire on stage and one of the most viewed ones out there is uh i think if you youtube like prince on body uh bodyguards back you'll find it and i'm pretty sure it's michael jackson on stage and somehow prince is all fucked up and they coerce him to get up there and and play some guitar and, <laughs> and he takes a nice ride on the on the bodyguards back to get up there what a fucking move as a little guy just i'm just gonna take a ride i don't need to walk <laughs> yeah no absolute legend Ch Chappelle did him justice or charlie Murphy. <laughs> that's another thing that i've loved lately my uh my girlfriend's just a, a little bit Bianca's just a little bit younger than us and she kind of missed the whole Chappelle show era mm -hmm. so I've actually had the joy of uh showing her Chappelle show and it's her first time watching it so I'm just able to cackle and enjoy like a like a schoolgirl, and I'm sure I'm very annoying to watch it with I'm just staring at her the whole time like did you check that out did you hear it yeah it's hilarious you, you said right? shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, been been uh, loving watching Chappelle's show lately. So shout out to uh, my beautiful better half for where allowing. Are you at where are you at right now in the uh, in the series? How far? Oh, uh, we've been kind of jump. We've been kind of jumping around. We didn't go um, chronological, but the last one we watched, I think, was uh, the player haters ball. 
<laughs> one, of, one of my all-time <laughs> favorites. Um, and uh, Oprah, the Oprah episode where, where he gets Oprah pregnant. And that was uh, Bianca's favorite. She thought that was hilarious, which it is. That was one of my favorites. I forget how hilarious it is that he, the whole skit is just him uh, Oprah thinking that Dave got her pregnant and him just taking complete advantage, quitting his job, just practicing karate, uh, <laughs> pretending to be an artist, just do, doing everything he can and just completely taking advantage of Oprah's fame and uh, trust, <laughs> if you will. Fantastic. So fucking perfect. <laughs> um, and on that note, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go put water in Plug Nasty's mama's water dish. Love it. Um, but shit, what a way to end it. Um, kind of a short episode, but I feel like it's best to sort of center in on the draft. Um, yeah, that'll wrap it up for us this week. Um, again, thank you all for subscribing and listening. Um, if you have questions, shoot us, shoot them our way. Um, we're going to do some drafts soon. So if you got any ideas on what to draft, um, again, yeah, shoot, us, shoot us some topics. Way. Yeah. We, we want to keep doing, uh, these drafts like we did with the, uh, with the movies. So shoot us some topics, whatever you got, whether you DM us on Twitter, or IG, shoot us a text. We would love to get some more drafts going. That was, that was a fun episode. Yeah. So, uh, that about do it for episode 15. Um, thank you guys for the support and, uh, we'll see you next week. Pray for the Niners. McCorkle gang. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you guys. Thank you.